On this episode, we're joined by Dan Sammons, who is the CEO of Codejute. So today we're going to discuss their plans to transform the UK home buying process by utilising blockchain technology to connect the different parties together and create a real-time single source of truth about a transaction from initial inquiry all the way through to completion. So Dan, firstly, thank you for joining us today. You're really welcome. For those that aren't familiar with Codejute as a, as a company and as a product, can you give us a bit of background? Uh, yeah, so Codejute is a network for the property market. So what we're doing is, for the first time, we're connecting up all the estate agents, conveyancers, the mortgage brokers, banks, and so on, mm-hmm. so that they can work together on a residential property deal mm-hmm. uh, and get it through quicker and easier and more securely for everyone. Sounds good. Well, before we sort of dive into that in a bit more detail, can you tell us a bit more about your personal background? Yeah, I've been innovating for about 20 or 30 years, I think, in and around financial services. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked for several of the big banks. So I headed payment innovation for Barclays and rolled out contactless and okay. uh, introduced mobile payments to the UK and led a few other initiatives. And then um, I was uh, head of strategy for Capital One for Europe. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, head of innovation for home buying at NatWest Bank. Mm-hmm. But in between those sort of uh, big bank jobs, as it were. I've been doing mostly entrepreneurial stuff and leading uh, fintech businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, ones like, uh, again, mostly around payments, like Pay by Phone, for example, the world's biggest parking app, mm-hmm. uh, which we introduced to the Apple Watch when that launched, which was okay. kind of exciting. So yeah, all all sorts of things, mostly around payments. And it was a, a few years ago, I was looking across at the mortgage market and at property and just seeing that it hadn't been through the innovation curve that payments had been through in the last sort of 15, 20 years, uh, and looking at opportunities and ended up doing some work at NatWest Bank and staying there. And it was whilst I was there, I actually came across Kojute, who mm-hmm. asked if I wanted to get involved in a, a pilot. It was the founders were just trying to demonstrate what blockchain could do. Mm. Uh, and I guess the pilot was successful because I ended up being so impressed. I joined the company and uh, yeah, we've been on the journey ever since. Sounds good, sounds good. And I think anyone that's been involved in uh, or bought a house in the UK will be sort of quite familiar that it's it's not always a smooth and easy process to get through to completion. No. Um, can you tell us a bit about how you're, or how Koju are looking to solve that, that, that problem? Yeah, I, I mean, it is. It's very difficult in the UK. It can take easily six months, often longer. Um, it's, it's actually a complicated and difficult process in most parts of the world, actually. And at heart, the challenge is, is that it is an inherently quite a complicated process. And you've got many different professions involved. You've got mm. the estate agency, the legal side with conveyances. You've got the mortgage and financial side. You have government agencies that you need to interconnect with and so on. You need things like identity and so on. So it is a lot of parties that are involved. And unlike almost anything else where multiple parties are involved, Uh, the market has no infrastructure at all. And it's only when you point that out, people realise that it's strange. But if you take for granted things like Swift that connects Mm. the banks or CHAPS Mm. or Visa or MasterCard, we take for granted that when you've got multiple parties that need to interconnect with each other, there's some kind of infrastructure they can use. Mm. Um, And it simply doesn't exist in the property market. Um, And that means that data and information is very difficult to come buy. And you'll know that if you've bought or sold a house, you're busy phoning around to try and find out what's going on. And so is your estate agent. And very often, so is your conveyancer. Um, so it's hard to do that. And then when it comes to the movement of money, of course, it's it's even worse. It's, um, you know, it's a load of push payments organized by email and phone. It's, um, it's far from uh, an organized way to do settlement. And so our view is that that 
complexity, that sort of poor supply chain, if you like, is contributing to at least half the length of time it takes to get mm -hmm. a deal through. Things just get stuck and lost and mm -hmm. repeated. And it's a frustration for everybody in the industry. I've yet to meet a professional who isn't frustrated by the process that they're having to solve for. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so what Kojuke does is by connecting the parties from their existing systems. And that, that's a really important part of what we're doing. We're not asking people to use a new system, to follow a new process, to change how they work. What we're doing is enabling them to do what they do today very much easier because mm. they can see and interact with the other people mm. in the property transaction in real time. And, and, and that's transformational, actually. Mm. It's a small thing and it should feel effortless to them. But suddenly they're not all using standalone systems. They're mm. now using connected systems. Mm -hmm. um, and the consumer also can be connected into the network and also see what's going on and interact with all the parties as if they're in the same place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the, that's the concept at GoJude. Yes. I've got lots of questions and we'll break down <laughs> some of the detail on that. Before yeah, we do, sure. why do you think something like this hasn't been developed? It seems so obvious, doesn't it? Why, why has anything like this come to the market before? There have been a couple of attempts, actually. Uh, uh, the Land Registry had a go, the Law Society had a go, both spent many millions, mm. but on a centralised platform. Mm. And, and, and our view is that historically, by by asking everyone to use the same system, you're asking them to do two things they really don't want to do. You're asking them to all adopt the same sort of process. Mm. And you're also asking them to share the data with a third party they may or may not trust. And, mm. and just by way of analogy, if I went to any company and said, don't worry about using separate marketing, finance, HR and operations systems. Just here's a new system that will replace all of those. Just use mine. You can imagine mm. the, the resistance. And that's why we have enterprise software that connects those systems. Mm. Um, and this is even more so across a market. So yeah, I think historically, the only way to try and crack this was through some centralized technology. And of course, with the advent of blockchain in 2010, and more importantly, with private and enterprise blockchain, secure mm. blockchain in 2016. Now you've got a technology that says, no, keep your data where you are, mm. work as you are, but you can now interact mm. with the others. Mm. So I honestly think this is a great example of where it's just, just waited for the right technology. Mm -hmm. I think it, it was genuinely pretty much unsolvable before now. Okay, interesting. Mm. I mean, I've been to financial services technology events for the last from sort of eight or even a lot longer ago, ten years yeah. ago, the, uh, the early sort of years of blockchain, and then and there's been lots of talk and excitement, and particularly with financial services around the potential use cases. Yeah. Why do you think? And I think it's fair also to say that commercial application hasn't really, you know, hasn't really taken off uh, on a large scale blockchain technologies. Um, if you think about the, the broad market, why do you think it hasn't taken off so far as a technology that much commercially? Um, I, actually, I don't hold that view, interestingly okay. enough, Mark. <laughs> I mean, I think if you think um, big picture in terms of a day-to-day -day user of financial services, yeah. how much of my uh, uh, transactions or my financial services operations are... are yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's certainly true, that mm. it's, it's not widespread in use yet. I think mm. it's moving very quickly, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, if I think... I mean, I taught my first AI training course back in the early 90s. It was a long time before AI was yes. a familiar part of the financial services environment. 
you know, APIs even in the early 2000s were mm -hmm. considered crazy stuff. Um, you know, even online retailing has taken, you know, it was available from the 90s and mm -hmm. yet hasn't become widespread until well into the 2000s. So I think given it's only been around 12 years as a tech and only six mm -hmm. years really for, for secure tech, I think it's moving quickly. So for example, all the banks of Italy settle every night over blockchain. Mm -hmm. You're seeing trade finance applications, capital markets applications. I think it's fair to say that every central bank in the world pretty much is looking at CDBCs. Yep. The big networks like Visa and MasterCard and Swift are all announced they're looking at it. Mm -hmm. So my sense is it is moving pretty quickly. Okay. Um, why don't we see it even sooner? And that's because the kind of applications it's going to be used for are the sort of market-wide, mm. complex, multi-party type stuff. But I mean, I think it's pretty amazing that, you know, as we're sitting here speaking, there are estate agents and conveyancers in bits of the UK who are working over the Kojit network. And mm -hmm. yeah, they're working with blockchain live yes. in the market. They may not particularly appreciate that it is. They may not even particularly care it is. Mm -hmm. All they know is they're connecting. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that is quite extraordinary. I often think, you know, maybe they go to a dinner party with someone like you and they yes. say, um, actually, I'm using blockchain at work. And you go, no, you're not. <laughs> and I go, no, I really am. It's, yeah. uh, so it is here. So uh, my sense is it's moving quite quickly. Mm. And I think it'll be much more profound than most people in, in the market expect. And partly, I think people have been distracted by public blockchain, by things like Bitcoin, I think, mm. which has caught a lot of headlines and, mm. and gives the public a sense of it as being, you know, a bit of a crazy world. And meanwhile, the rather perhaps more stolid. Yes secure capital markets grade blockchain quietly doing its work connecting mm. the big financial institutions has perhaps taken mm. less well know, that follows that classic time. kind of gartner hype code doesn't it in terms of you know the excitement and people will then write it off and forget about it but in the background it's it is happening kind of yeah yeah for sure yes i think also from what i saw you know it's a technology we've been very interested in as well we've uh, um, done various proof of concepts including one that we presented at the building size association 2018, which was a similar sort of idea, but a very basic sort of proof of concept. Mm. Um, and it was just more to sort of talk through, if you could have that single source of truth for a transaction, what a game changer that could be yeah, for, the, for the mortgage world. Um, and I think a lot of the events and uh, a lot of the sort of early excitement, there was obviously probably aligned with that kind of Bitcoin boom and, and bust and boom and bust, etc. Um, sometimes there were uh, projects where they were kind of also, you know, uh, a solution looking for a problem sometimes. M one of the reasons I was so excited to speak to you today was yeah, this, this intuitively real. feels like such a game-changing proposition in terms yeah. of whenever we speak to people in the mortgage market, that is a classic thing of connecting the various parties together. You can make that work, that, that, that can demonstrably be, be a game-changer. Um, so if we think about then that, that the, the broad market of blockchains, you focused in on R3 quarter, right? Your That's technology. right. Can you sort of elaborate on why and, and how you came to that? Yeah, and it actually it relates to what you you said just now, Mark. Actually, that's mm. really true. There's a, a bit of a joke about blockchain. There are more pilots than BA, and it's <laughs> it's really true. It's very easy to stand up a pilot, mm. and as you say, some of them are. This is a cool technology. Let's take a white sheet of paper and see what amazing yep. thing we can do. Um, we didn't come at it that way. Actually, mm. we came at it very much from we've got a problem here. How do we solve it? Um, 
and part of what it needed to solve for is we needed to verify every party absolutely you need mm. that sense of proven identity which is why uh, dlt is so good as opposed to you know, public blockchain which invariably hides that so that proven identity um, and then the ability for us to be able to ultra securely move data around i mean for for what we're doing today which is moving messages and progress updates documents mm. that sort of thing it, it's incredibly high level of security sort of capital mm. markets grade security way in excess of anything else out mm. there um but of course we will be moving money so we wanted that from the mm. start so we needed sort of money grade um uh, connectivity and then, and then the final thing is is really just the ability to be able to promise every party on the network that their data wasn't being washed around the system it's not broadcast yeah. and you know, some of your viewers will, will know that unlike in public blockchain where it's broadcast to everyone in something like r3 corda only the people involved in the transaction are connected into the blocks and so yeah. and there, there is no way they can see anyone else's mm. uh, activity and in fact they keep it you know, on their own node. So mm. we can literally say to people, we can't even see your data. I mean, we have no monetization mm. strategy. Yes. We're not interested. We are a, we're a connector. And so to be able to say to people, we absolutely verify everyone on the network. We can guarantee a very high level of, of security. Uh, and we can make sure that your data is your own mm -hmm. and we, mm -hmm. we can't see it. That, that was the attraction okay. of going for that sort of grade of blockchain. Yes, makes yeah. sense. And obviously, we've dived into some of the detail there. Before we do, can, for those that aren't sort of super familiar with blockchain as a technology, uh, yeah. uh, um, can you sort of paint a picture of a typical case and how it interacts with your network from initial kind of in inquiry through to completion? Yeah, I, th I mean, I think in, in my head, I often say this is less interesting what blockchain is than what it can do. And what mm. it's absolutely brilliant at is, is saying, if you've got data in lots of different places, and they and, and you don't want a center that everyone has to trust to to manage that data then you know this is a way that everyone can see everything they should do and work with it and that's exactly what we've got in the property market so a good example is you know you you uh, uh, arrange your deal you found your house that's marvelous your estate agent will have a record for your for you and your house on their on their system um, you want to appoint a conveyancer well, at that point, what normally happens is a completely separate interaction where you pass your data to the mm. conveyancer. Perhaps the conveyancer has been recommended by the estate agent. That happens a lot. How do they get the data across to the conveyancer? They send an email mm. or make a phone call. So it's this, this clunky movement of data, whereas on Koju, what happens is they, they connect to the conveyancer over the network. And then they're now sharing data across the same transaction. And then we can also connect in a broker or a bank or whatever. And multi it's a bit like it, one way to think of it, it's a bit like WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. You can have multiple people connecting into what we call the deal. Mm -hmm. And the effect for them when they do is that on their regular screen, and that's really important, they're using mm -hmm. their familiar software that they see every morning. And maybe they've got some cases that aren't connected over Kojute. That would be normal. Uh, and when they do, they click that. They need to phone around find out, email, do whatever they do. If there's one that's connected by Koju, they click it. And now they've got extra information. They've got information about what's going on at the conveyancer, what's going on 
with the broker, they can communicate through messages over their existing system. Mm. So it, it augments what they've got. Yeah. And uh, from next year, there's an app. So the customer can also be invited mm. to join the deal and have the app and can also see progress and communicate and share. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a small thing, but that's, that's really mm. transformational because it means they're now dealing with each other in, mm. in real time. And although it, it looks like a shared space. It always takes a bit of getting your head around. I always remind people it is fully decentralized. You're not actually looking at the conveyances database. You're looking at your own database, mm -hmm. which has been synchronized over blockchain with yes. the conveyances. That's mm -hmm. what's actually mm -hmm. going on. Okay. But yeah, only the parties that are involved in that deal mm. connecting together. And if they're not all in the deal, you know, perhaps one of the conveyances is not on a co-duty mm. enabled system, that's fine. Mm. You, just, you just do what you would normally do. You can see, you know, you just have to phone him up when you want those details yes. and email him as you would. So the whole system was designed to enable it to be rolled out mm -hmm, in, mm -hmm. in stages. You don't need everyone to get benefit. Yes. Well, okay, I can see the, the benefit of that, uh, the app for the customer. I mean, I remember when I, one of the houses I bought, you'd ring up the, the lender and ask for an update, and then you'd ring your broker and the, yeah. the conveyance, and they kind of tell you different things. So you, They you often, know. yeah, because they might not know. I yeah, mean, exactly. They literally may not mm. be aware. Mm. Yeah, whereas on Koju, everyone can yeah. see yes. um, in, in real time. Mm. So the chance of discrepancies, it's very easy to resolve discrepancies. Okay. So how would that sort of happen in, in practice so you mentioned around i'm 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 uh, you know working maybe a mortgage lender or a estate agent uh, uh conveyancer i'm using my the same system i normally use how would that work in practice how and how I, i'd assume you'd have to have a kind of critical mass of integrations for this to sort of really start to sort of take off for that network effect like how does the integrations happen so sort of practically yeah we uh, w one of our insights during the pilot phase mm. we did a number of pilots including the one that i was involved in on the other side at natwest um yes. is yeah that's right there are twenty thousand estate agents in the country and tens of thousands of conveyances mm. and brokers and obviously a large number of banks as well mm. um yeah you don't want to uh where you can in, in integrate individually what you really want to do is integrate to the system they use yes. um and we've signed up systems used by about 70 percent of estate agents mm -hmm. and well over 50 percent of conveyances and in fact the systems used by the big ones yes so we tend to integrate into the platforms they already use and that's that's important for us not just because it gives us reach but because it means we're part of the software they use so you what you'll see is a little connected by codute you mm. can see that you're now 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 connected um and we work with as partners those platforms so if you if you go for example you take one of the big ones like lexus nexus you, yep. you, you on they will promote that they now have codute it will mm. actually be something that they promote to their Mm -hmm. end users. So that's how we generally do it. We generally uh, integrate to the systems. And of course, some very large firms have their own. Yep. So we can integrate to those. But normally, we're integrating into platforms. That makes sense. I mean, we do a lot of stuff within the mortgage technology space. And uh, I noticed you're estate agents and conveyances. How have you found the mortgage, because the mortgage market and technology is is an interesting story yes. uh, in terms of the, the kind of platforms out there uh, uh, and the general state of technology in that market. Yeah. Have you got any, what integrations have you done with kind of core system providers or platforms in the mortgage space for brokers and for, well, for lenders? Yeah, we, we, we've, we've not gone public yet on the activity okay. in um, brokers. And, and by so the way, this, scoop today, yeah, <laughs> no, this is, this is one of the challenges. I mean, one of the important things about Koji is we're, we're independent and we have to be trusted by everyone. Yeah. So yes, we're invariably under lots of 
NDAs where we sure. have to make sure that we can't, mm -hmm. uh, I wish I could say everyone who's involved. But um, we started with estate agents conveyances quite advisedly because actually that's who the mortgage industry wants connected. That's that's the beginning of the process yes. that allows, mm -hmm. that's the information that's flowing. Mm -hmm. That's where the referrals are coming from. That's where mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the activity is that interests the, uh, the, 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 the lending part of the equation. Um, we've, we've now got, we've got a sandbox for banks. So the first okay. banks are now in the sandbox and testing and trialing. Banks will be the last. Brokers actually are coming very soon. Okay. So, um, for brokers, yeah, they're very much part of the, the little triangle that the consumer deals with throughout the transaction. Mm. Banks tends to be at the beginning and end. Yeah. Whereas the, it's the mortgage broker very often who mm. the, the customer is engaged with. Um, but what that means for the banks is that they can then integrate that. And it's, it's quite interesting. The banks, perception of Kojit varies from bank to bank. So some of them see it as a customer experience opportunity mm -hmm. that it can give the customer, uh, you know, they can help them end to end. Mm -hmm. Some of them see it quite operationally, that it helps them deal with the conveyancer yep. um, over, you know, whether it, 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 a whole bunch of queries that are coming up during the course of it that they can resolve. Um, and some of them, the real interest is the movement of money and the settlement, and mm -hmm. that's really mm -hmm. what, what engages them. Yeah. So we're seeing, we're seeing uh, yeah, different perspectives from different players. So generally with the sandbox, what we're doing is we're allowing them to to play with that and try it mm -hmm. and see the experience and then develop their own view of how they would use that okay. uh, yes. in their own businesses. Yes. So news to come on that, it sounds like. Yeah, there will be. And uh, there, there's, there's a lot going on now in that yes. space, actually. Yes. I think it will be... Um, it is going to be quite well. It's a profound opportunity for banks. I mean, having mm. worked for a couple, you 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 have this dark period where you've you've kind of done the mortgage at the beginning, mm. and then it goes completely dark for three mm. six months, whatever. You may not even know the transaction has ended, mm. uh, and that's crazy because you mm. want to know when it's going to complete and you want to be involved. And um, yeah, suddenly what what Koji does is shine a light on all of that, and suddenly yes. now you can be interacting and seeing what's going on as a plethora of estate mm. agents mm. and conveyances throughout yes. the process. And it's quite a topic at the moment. I mean, we typically do see these kind of big peaks of demand and service levels kind of go down from and sort of inverse from that. Yeah, uh, based on that, uh, um, still some fairly. Um, Manual processes, uh, legacy systems, all that, all that classic uh, uh, challenges of the mortgage sector that, that, that many will be familiar with. Um, so yeah, it'd be exciting to see sort of how that develops. Uh, I, I also think it's an opportunity for the banks in that at the moment, um, everything has to be connected separately. Mm. It doesn't matter what you're doing, you're going to need to build an API or connect to an API. Yes. What Koju offers, because Koju is really a backbone for the property market, and we've talked mainly about the big players who are going to connect in, mm. but y y all sorts of other things can connect in, like insurance and removals and broadband mm -hmm. and identity services. Identity yes. is quite exciting because yes. no one wants to con connect to 35 different identity yes. providers. But if they're on the Kojute network, mm. they're accessible from your own one connection. Yes. So what we hope to provide is is the rails for, yeah, for a lot of innovation. Mm. And at the moment, it's crazy. If you've got 100 people, they're all connecting to 99 others. That's the mm. only way they can do it. No wonder yes. it's not happening quicker. Yes. Yep. Whereas for any bank to connect into Kojute, you've now got access mm. to whatever's on the backbone. And every new player that joins, you've got no extra work to do it. It's now on the backbone, and that's really what's yeah what's mm. been missing. So, do you think you'd ever get to the point uh, you mentioned, like digital ID, and uh, I mean that's again something that's time. It's been around for a couple of years. You know, it's early stages. 
lots yeah. of different uh, providers early on. And I guess we've seen a bit of movement from government and the convention association around, okay, these are the trusted, yeah. or at least the standards that we can adhere to, and then you can sort of have some confidence about the, 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 the platforms that you choose. Do you ever think you'll get to the point where because that's one of the frustrations, the classic frustrations, is having to give the same information oh, it's ridiculous. to multiple yeah. parties, often in the post, you know, uh, uh, or, or, uh, or, or similar. Do you ever think you get to the point where there would be an, a secure, authenticated view of your digital ID that would then be passed between the different uh, parties? Absolutely. And, and what's mm. lovely about the Koju Backbone, it's a really neat solution for identity, because if you're on it, if your, your system is connected to it, yes. and you're presented with a digital ID over Koju, when you check it, you're not you're not checking whether the estate agent did it. You don't care really whether the estate agent did it. You're also mm. connected to the identity provider. They're also on the network. You. Right. So you could draw down additional information over yes. the network okay. through Koju. So we think it's a great solution for identity because you just have multiple providers mm. on mm. and whoever is providing you that detail, you mm. can see from the estate agent that they've done it with mm. XYZ. You can click it and you can send a message over the network to XYZ and bring back the details or whatever you need mm -hmm. with verification. So, yeah, it lends itself to, we call it sharing identity, but you're not really having to pass it from player to player because mm. you're all connected to the source. Yes. And, that, yeah, that's a that's a huge opportunity, okay. I think. I think, you know, was, I was looking separately at identity in the past and yes. it was like, this is impossible unless there's a network. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at yeah. last, yeah, we've got the network. Yes. So I think that's, yeah, that's something... I I think will be mm. it might be the key i think it's been what's holding up digital identity mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. the fact that you've got we want multiple providers that's a healthy market mm. but the fact that it's so difficult if everyone's got to connect to all of them has been yes. i think a barrier for it yes yes makes sense so you, your kind of view is that cumulatively all of these incremental improvements of time and the different different parties being able to see data more in real time you think i think you said at the beginning sort of roughly half of the transaction time you, you've kind of modeled out would would be saved um, yes yeah. i think i and and we think there's probably you know, some of that is directly from the improved i mean we've seen it in supply chain haven't we in manufacturing over the mm -hmm. last 50 60 years where you know factories communicate better up and yes. down the line and we'll see the same we've seen it already actually it's um is we're a little way off being able to prove it statistically but mm. we can see it already that you just can end up with a better more trusting relationship between yes. the parties because they they're not they can see in real time what's going mm. on so it does change behavior and then we see there'll be a lot of i think it's been a massive barrier to innovation this mm. i think anyone with a great idea that would help the property market help the mortgage process mm. Today, the first thing they would need to do is connect to all the mortgage banks, connect to all the brokers, mm. connect to all the players. Um, and, and, and that's a huge barrier to innovation. And I know from my payments background, if I'm launching a payment innovation, I don't need to connect to all the banks and to all the retailers. I've got yep. Visa and MasterCard. Now, yes. if that existed in this space, mm. then I think we'll see yeah, loads mm. of great ideas coming forward available over the network that everyone can use mm -hmm. a very low, low barrier. So, yeah, I hope, I mean, that's my dream for Koju, that not just we bring innovation, but we open the door for mm. lots of other people much smarter than us to do clever things for the property market. Yes. Yeah, and ultimately move move the money and do the settlement as well, which, you know, again, is, is yes. just one of those processes that's, mm -hmm. that's really clunky today. Well, should we talk about that then? Because I think mm. you, you read earlier this year that you were launching a stable coin. Is that right? Do you want to sort of elaborate? Yeah, we've, we've, been, we've been prototyping the stable coin concept for a while. Mm. It's... Um, 
Yeah, one of the things we love about blockchain is because you tokenize things, you can put data and money and title ultimately mm. in the same place. And we forget this actually in the mortgage industry. You know, in the old days when it was all physical, you could bring a bag of money and your titles and your yep. passport and sit in a room and exchange yeah. things and you're mm. all in the same environment. So it's, mm. And what we've done with digitization is we've atomized it. We've put the money on one set of rails. We've mm. put title in a different place. We've put data in an identity in another. And so the way they're connected is, is laborious. It's admin. People sit down and literally with emails and things are checking. Mm. Um, yeah, and blockchain gives you the opportunity to put it in the same place. And what, what that means in practice is that everybody involved in the transaction during the transaction can set up what they want to happen at completion and mm -hmm. they can see it. Um, so the, our approach is that you, you don't have a generalized um, uh, uh, stable coin, you have a specific mortgage stable coin. Mm -hmm. So you have a representation of the money for this mortgage, this house, right. programmed so it can only be used for this house, which mm -hmm. is super secure. And you set that up on the network and you set all those lots of different payments, actually. There's, mm -hmm. There can be 20, 30 payments going on. Mm. They're all set up on the network. The players can exchange them over the network mm. and then it could be settled on a moment and tidied up. Mm -hmm. The actual okay. movement of money can take place later. But because the stable coins, what that means is that you can do an awful lot of netting off. You can do it instantly. You okay. can do it with 100% reliability. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we've been trialing it and we're now um, prototyping it. Mm -hmm. And the uh, we'll, we've got banks in the sandbox. Okay. We'll now be testing it. I think we'll probably start with the movement of smaller sums of money. Yes. Probably not the mortgage on day one, but there's lots of other payments that like go around, fees and things yes. that we can okay. do. Yeah. So we'll start with those, which will be sort of embedded finance. It'll mm -hmm. be something that you know a user of one of those desktops would reasonably mm. expect to be able to do. Mm. Um, okay. But it's, it's a very elegant solution for the problem without... And the nice thing is we can trigger payments on traditional rails. We can trigger it on mm. RTGS or anything else. That was so, my question, actually. Do you've got some form of smart contract or similar that's, that's, that has these events, it gets unlocked to, to make the payment. It's still relying on, you know, you or another provider or... or, or how, how does that kind of uh, remove that key dependency on a, a counterparty that, you know, the, the kind of the big idea of smart contracts, wasn't it, that you kind of decentralise it? I guess there's a limit to how much you could decentralise this well, in a commercial way. Yeah, I think, I mean, our view, our, our philosophy has, we, we often say we don't believe in disruptive innovation. I think one of the barriers, we talked about the barriers to blockchain early on is there definitely are solutions that are incredibly white sheet of paper that mm. sort of launch straight in with let's yes. tokenise property and, yes. and, and break it into pieces and sell them. Mm. And it's like, whoa, that's so that's a hell of a leap. And mm. I've never really been a believer that, that good innovation is disruptive. I think mm. it disrupts over time. Mm -hmm. But you don't go into disrupt. You want to go in with the lowest barrier to adoption okay. possible and make it effortless and easy mm. and a steady improvement. So, yeah, we're starting with a view that um, we, do, we don't want to rush to payments. We want to connect people to do right. data and demonstrate that people are comfortable now sharing mm -hmm. data and working with each other over the network. And then, yeah, gradually introduce payments. And, yeah, I mean, to begin with, I should think we'll trigger it through existing means. It's still, it'll always be the conveyancer, I think, whose job it is to say, yes, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, that is the process we have in this country and that mm. works. Mm. But what they shouldn't have to do is all the admin that goes mm. around that, all the yeah. risk of risk holding of the money, yeah. risk of fraud, all of mm. that. Mm. They should be able to trigger the payment safe mm. in the knowledge that it's set up and at that moment, yes. the right thing will yes. happen. So it's kind uh, of baby steps towards that and get people used to technology and then I guess ultimately you could build upon that. 
That's right, uh, and, and take them through the stages, and, mm. and sort of some people move faster than others, yes. I'm sure. But the, we're setting it up in a way that there's mm. no there's no requirement for the whole market to whole scale move to something completely new overnight. Mm. That's that's I don't believe that's how how it will happen. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, it'll be a much uh, a more gradual process, but it is a huge improvement actually when you look at how settlement looks when done over Kojute. It mm. is. It's very elegant, mm. actually. And of course, it allows you not just to do... I mean, today, there's all this nonsense on a Friday afternoon where you're waiting for your keys from the estate yes. agent and they can't get hold of the conveyancer. And, and if it's not Friday afternoon, well, you're stuffed. That's it. Yes. Sorry, it won't happen over the weekend. Yeah. Whereas uh, on the blockchain, you can program it for any time, day or night. Everybody knows when mm. it is. It can all be set up and, and fixed. Mm. And then you just know. You can go, you're, you're good from 12. You get the ping on your phone at 12 and... You're off, yep. off to go. Mm. Um, and that also can happen for chains, which is really exciting because mm. that, that means that, you know, they can, you can back to back at the moment. You're stretched out during Friday as each property. Mm. You know, it's the movement of money today, which tells you it's happened in mm. a way. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, um, uh, sort of clunky to get through that process. Whereas actually with a, with, with a blockchain method, you can, once mm. one's gone, they can go like dominoes actually and you can get through. A, a chain very quickly and of course in the first instance they won't all be on code you yeah. so you'll have a mix but each thing that is done is that bit quicker mm. so it gradually improves the process we we are seeing one thing that's really interesting that we didn't necessarily expect so early is even during our beta trials last year um people preferentially working with others on Kojute. So it's mm. not random. I often say that to people, but people imagine, oh, you know, it'll be, you just randomly pepper yes. the country, but that isn't how it happens. We tend to build clusters. We tend to get people who want to deal with other people on Kojute and mm -hmm. we put them together. So quite a high proportion of what they do is on Kojute mm. and there'll be others. And we've got quite a long list of customers actually who want to go live on Kojute mm. who we've said not yet because you yes. don't have enough partners to work okay. with. Yes. So we won't put you live yet. Mm. Um, so yeah, it tends to go in clusters, and yeah, people will proactively choose others. In fact, we literally just just you. Just this last week, we had a, a, a case where someone was being a bit slow. I mean, they're coming mm. onto Kojute, they're just a bit slow, mm. um, and a whole bunch of activities just removed to another provider yes. because they want that connected experience. Mm. And it's the early days, but I'm surprised to see it even at this point, mm. if I'm honest. And I think we'll see a lot more of that. But I think that that kind of just I guess the market pressure based on speed and the, the everyone wants it quicker. I mean, even when you think about um, mortgage lenders, so you know, based on their service times, people will choose maybe even a slightly higher rate if they know that it's going to be turned around in, in the appropriate time. And from the conveyancing, I think that will make that there will be because it's it's a fairly cottage injury in some respects conveyancing, and it's very sort of uh, yeah. um, disparate and um, atomizing in some respects. Um, and I think as you start to see some providers really invest in technology, that kind of that market pressure around people choosing them because they just have to, you know, when I, I was under a big deadline because I had school uh, starting at a certain point, etc. Yeah, I had to be there at a certain time. So, so I think that um, that kind of speed advantage, once it gets proven, the market forces will start to yeah. find adoption. Um, and the certainty, actually, yeah, speed is definitely part of it. But we often say it's a bit like, you know, when you're waiting for a bus or a tube and you can actually see the times. Yes. makes a massive difference to mm. your stress levels. Yes. To, and, and in fact, how you plan things like, mm. am I going to be able to move school, whatever. So mm. just that sight of where are we in the transaction yes. with a high degree of certainty and knowing mm. that it's real time being updated mm. does have quite a big effect. 
it's funny it's, it's quite small mm. <laughs> it's quite you say well, why is that but it, it just is the psychology of it is is everybody is more comfortable if they can see what's yes. going on yeah, yeah. and you know nothing's been left because you can see what you're waiting mm. for mm. Um, and you can communicate if you want so yeah I think it it, it, it does give a better experience there's mm. no doubt about mm-hmm. it well it sounds exciting personally as a potentially consumer but also magically in terms of what we do working within the mortgage sector can you um you mentioned a beta sort of program that you've been working. Can you talk a bit more about like the the adoption? You, you also mentioned that you know uh, some cases are going through now. How wide is the adoption so far, and where are you with, with that? Yeah, we're at the stage now where we've um, we're now we're busy putting people live. Actually, it's um, it's okay. it's uh, it, it, it's turned from like last year. It was very much we were doing a lot of signing. <laughs> this year, we're mm-hmm. doing a lot of integrations. Okay. So yeah, we're flat out. We're putting big players live every few weeks, mm-hmm. and many of those will have a rollout program where they start relatively small and then and okay. then grow. Um, we certainly we've got sight of you know, truly national coverage actually as that rollout happens. Mm. So yeah, it's going in stages. I, I, people often uh, keen for this to move quicker, which is great. We would love it to move quicker too. But it is um, it's a piece of national infrastructure, and I mm. often remind people that this has to be done right. Mm-hmm. We you know everybody has to be super comfortable with it as we do it. So yeah, yeah so we're in we're in rollout phase actually, and so okay. the volumes are going up. Will be going up quite quickly. Actually. Actually, mm-hmm. now as people come on, and of course it's it's quite viral actually because each person that comes on, mm. then the first thing they normally do is introduce us to the people they deal with most and say, "Can you get these guys on as well?" Okay, so that that will happen on on the banking side. Broking will come on quite soon actually. Okay. So we've got the first big broking partners coming on. Um, banks, I think we will uh, sandbox for a bit longer. We've got quite a list of banks wanting to join the sandbox. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, anyone watching who wants to join the Kojute sandbox, that gives you like a effectively it's a production grade environment but not integrated mm-hmm. um, and it's set up in a way where the bank themselves can play all the parts of the property transaction and mm-hmm. see almost play act the transaction okay. and see how it works or they can invite parties they use they work with a lot with one conveyance or whatever they can c- invite mm-hmm. them to join yes. um, and experience what it means because um like lots of these things, it, it, it makes you think again about your own processes and how you want to use mm-hmm. it and where it fits. And if we've learnt one thing, it's definitely not one size fits all. Mm. You know, like, like I say, some banks will be particularly interested in one aspect and they'll want to develop that. So mm. the sandbox is quite an easy way yeah. yeah, for people to just try it out, find out how it works, mm. um, uh, and, then, and then we'll connect in the first players mm. kind of as... Mm-hmm. as that settles. And you mentioned there's a few integrations that sort of happened already. Um, any, for any of our sort of viewers that are thinking about, okay, we might want to integrate with Koju, any sort of lessons learned from those first integrations or, or things you can share, some advice other than sort of using the sandbox? Um, yeah, it is, it's been really interesting, actually. We've, we've learned a lot. Um, I, I, I mean, we're getting fast at integrations now. I think yeah. we, the, 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 as you go through the first few, you learn every system is a little different. And then after a while, you kind of know. Um, no, I mean, the main thing is ask your provider, are they doing Koju? Mm-hmm. Have they got it planned? Is it yeah. in their, um, in their list? Um, you know, we've, we've got slots, but, People who haven't got slots yet will be further out. So yeah, I'd encourage people to ask about that. Um, and, and I also think definitely if they've got a backlog of API integrations that they're thinking of doing, mm-hmm. they should also, it's, it's, it's an unglamorous use of Koju, but they should also be thinking about 
do I really need to do all of that or do I just connect to the backbone and then get some of those connections done through Koju? So yeah, don't just think of it as a as a customer service experience or an operational improvement mm. or money movement, it can be thought of actually as just a mm. as a tech solution almost. Interesting. Cool. So um, we're coming to the end of 2022. Uh, it sounds like you've had a busy year or a couple yeah, of years. It has been. <laughs> what are your plans for, for next year? Yeah, next year is an exciting year. So obviously rollout is going to be huge. Um, that's um, A lot of it is just going to be ramping up the network next okay. year. Um, consumer is big for us. So we're launching the app next year. It's in trials at the moment with consumers. So we're, we're learning what people like and what they mm-hmm. don't. And it's, I mean, obviously it's a really uh, important opportunity for the, the consumer doesn't understand it necessarily in as much mm. depth and nor should they have to. So what do we present to consumers to help them navigate the process yeah. and make it educational? Um, some people will want to white label that, for example, some will just use our app. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're exploring those possibilities. So consumer will be next year. Um, and then the other aspect that's going to be big for us next year is we're already getting international interest. Okay. Um, because we're not the only property market in the world that has, has challenges like this. Mm. So I dare say we'll be exploring some of those next year as well. So I think it will, we're leading the world here. I mean, it really is, it's, it's really exciting. There's nothing quite like Kojute anywhere in the world. This idea of, of this thin layer, this messaging layer to run behind existing systems. Mm. It's just not an approach that's been taken. Uh, in property markets anywhere in the world, really. And so it's it's super exciting and there's masses of interest, actually. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I think ours is in some ways the hardest market in the world. Mm. If we can crack this one, <laughs> we can help the others a lot, I think. Brilliant. Good. Well, it's been fascinating to hear and uh, look forward to seeing how it develops. And, thank um, you, Mark. Thank you very much for audience for listening. <laughs>